Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an RV snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your host, Tom Skull and Jim Dowd. So let me tell you, Tom, that is why you should not use the popcorn preset on your microwave. That's why you should read the box and put it in for the time allotted. Why is the button on the microwave? It makes no sense. Why are any of the presets on the microwave? I don't use the the beverage preset either. Do you remember commercials for wait, there's a beverage preset for on a microwave? You almost yeah, slipped that like, one by me. For like for like <laughs> for like hot chocolate, you can put it in there and say how many mugs you have in. I don't I don't know why you would do that, but it's there. Well, I'm uh, first of all, it's always two. It's always two mugs. If I'm alone or not, I'm putting two in there. <laughs> and but do you remember commercials for like microwaves where you'd see someone cooking like a whole Thanksgiving dinner in a microwave? Like who does that? <laughs> and I would love to know. I would love I would love to try that food. It would be horrible, but I'd love you, to try you like You never lived yeah. until you had microwave 20 pound turkey. Yeah. Well, how'd you cook this? Oh, I cooked it right in the black and decker microwave. <laughs> oh, it shows. It's okay. We all have cancer now. Yeah, thanks. It's been running for 48 hours. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, this is uh, Tom and Jim's Top 5. I am Tom, and that <laughs> gourmet chef on the other line is Jim uh, Doubt. I'm just, just making dreams, buddy. <sighs> making dreams? You're, you're kicking ass and taking names? We're all, it looks like we're all out of bubble gum. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I never cared for bubble gum. No, it makes me hungry. It's, I think I've said that before. I don't chew gum because it makes me hungry. It's stupid. Just if you just eat then. Just eat something. <laughs> I have gum. You don't swallow it or you you you'll die. Remember that rumor? Gosh. It stays in your stomach for seven years. Yeah. Well, bullshit. It's not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. Are you whisking an egg? Are you are you making eggs over there? No, it's my dog. He may or may not have fleas. Hey, hey, Doug, hush. I'm going to go hush. call him A on that one. Oh, no, here goes the other one. Can you guys, so you can hear that then. I, oh, I yeah. listen back yeah. sometimes and I hear this clip clapping around. It's my stupid dog. Hey. Well, sometimes when we're talking and, and I stop and I go, are you okay? It's because I lightly heard something, but on the yeah. playback, it sounds like something died on your end. Yeah. So we have this big house, right? And uh-huh. the, the rest of my family's home. The dogs, for some reason, just think they need to follow me and come downstairs where I'm recording this thing. It's because you put sausages in your pockets. That's that's my business, okay? So it's, please stay out of my personal affairs. Okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Boys, down. Down. Sit. Stay. Hey, hey Tom. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. How, how was your weekend, buddy? Oh, it's good, good. I'm like the uh, Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer over here. <laughs> Oh, my weekend was fine. We had um, uh, my 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 son's birthday party with his friends yesterday, so I had a bunch of five year olds running around my house and um, couldn't uh, wait for them to leave. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I was ready for a beer after that. It was a wonderful time, but.
but uh, we're not used to a loud home, you know? We're just mm. not. And um, But um, Fletcher had a great time. He got a lot of fun presents and uh, some Legos and some cars. It was a Hot Wheels party, Jim. So everything was mm. Hot Wheels. And uh, it was pretty cool. Even the cake was Hot Wheels. And um, you know what the cake looked like? You know that scene in Hook when they're playing with the imaginary food? Yes. And then suddenly it just looks like they're just throwing around um, colorful cookie dough. <laughs> that's oh, there what, you are, Peter. That's Yeah, there you are, Peter. That's what the cake looked like. It was orange and blue, and it just looked like it was just like that frosting dough that they play with in the movie. It was fantastic. <laughs> I had about three pieces, so I think I'm going to have a heart attack in about 15 minutes. So we should probably get this show uh, going, huh? Let's do it. <laughs> Am I a little, little on edge? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Are we? Am I recording this? Oh, jeez. Okay. <sighs> okay. Anyway, no. That was so. Yeah, we had the party yesterday, and uh, and uh, that was fun. It was. We had a lot of you know little friends over and stuff. And then today I worked, Jim. Jim, what day is it? What day are we recording this on? It's, uh, it's February. <laughs> well, you, you could have fooled what me. What year is it there? It's May first, right? Yeah. The you know May Day. That's what it is. And um, today we had a blizzard. Oh God! Yeah, I delivered snow or delivered mail in the snow, um, and then it was it was at one point it was like forty mile an hour winds. Then it was a blizzard. Then it started raining. Then the sun tried to come out again. It's just it's just been crazy the last few weeks here, and uh, I'm, I'm tired of it. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm kind of tired of it. The weather wouldn't be like that if you'd recycle. I recycle everything, Jim. I'm thinking about recycling this friendship. I don't I'm know sorry about you. I said that. <laughs> I think I've said that before, and then I think you yelled at me for uh, Minnesota being the number one recycling yeah, state. Yeah, and I, I believe I sent you many news stories <laughs> via text I think you did. on yes. how great we are so, at recycling. I apologize. Yes. Thank you for recycling. Yes, Tom. I retract my statement saying we're number one in the country. We are not. Okay, Oregon is number one. But we're right up there in the top five of all these uh, different A lot lists. of people drive Subarus in Oregon. A lot of people drive Subarus here, too, <laughs> in Minnesota. But <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, how about you, buddy? What'd you do this weekend? Uh, we took it kind of easy. Didn't do a whole lot. Uh, watched some TV. Caught up on our stories. We um, Days rented of, a movie. It, we. I'm just gonna say, what stories are you watching? Is it still uh, Guiding Light or? Yeah, <laughs> well, General Hospital. We we caught up on like Fargo nice. and The Americans and I'm trying to think if there was another one. We were. Watching. I think we started something new. Um, but oh yeah, the genius on Natural Geographic channel about Einstein, which is really oh, awesome. I've heard about that, and uh, no, I need to see that. Yeah, uh, it's like Ron Howard directed the first episode. It's it's really nice. good show. Nice. Uh, so we did that. We rented Nocturnal Animals from from the Red Box. Mm, isn't uh, it good? Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, you're not it was. selling it to me, where, Jim. You're not selling. No, it, I can see where people would say no. But I thought it was incredible. I okay. thought it was it was really awesome. If you're going to rent it, fast forward through the opening credits. And if you've seen it, you know why. And if not, just trust me. Okay. But then watch the rest of the movie. And uh, it's it's actually really, really good. I was impressed. Good, good. Um, we've been watching a lot of um, Bill Nye Saves the World on Netflix. I've heard good things oh about that. Oh, my God. That. I love Bill Nye the Science Guy. When everyone asks, any, have you ever met anyone famous? I always say, yeah, Bill Nye. And that's still my most... I love that. I always I love Bill Nye, the science guy, and now he's got a new show called Bill Nye Saves the World, and our little son watches it, and he loves it. It's awesome. So for those of you out there, if you haven't watched it, all the episodes are on Netflix right now. We've burned through almost all of them already. They're amazing. 
So please watch it. And it's really Where nice. Did, well, I'm sorry, what? Where did you meet Bill Nye? Uh, in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where you and I lived. It's when I worked for uh, the PBS affiliate. Uh-huh. And uh, Bill Nye was in town, I think at the University of Tulsa, giving some seminar. And we did a, a news story on him, and I got to go meet him, in, you know, because I was the photographer, the photojournalist, and uh, he was the coolest guy in the world. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I love Bill Nye. Um, but yeah, this is a great show, so go watch it. It's, uh, it's nice listening to um, people who actually know what they're talking about instead of getting your news from Facebook. <laughs> so please, people, do this country a favor and watch this man, <laughs> okay? And yeah. if you're going to be on Facebook, just go to our page. Yeah, please, God. I, I shared a great I shared a great video today uh, of um, many different ways to open a beer bottle, and it was epic. <laughs> so it, it was epic. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, hey, Jim, Jim, I uh, I heard from a little birdie that you, my friend, have some news. Uh, I I do have some news. My wife and I are having a baby. Oh, baby a baby oh that's congratulations buddy thank you sir thank you our seven listeners are going to be so excited just well i as soon as we do a registry i'll let everybody know where it is oh yeah yeah oh i don't Uh, need those i know exactly what i'm getting that kid (laughs) um yeah we're gonna have a baby in october october Ooh, your favorite month of the year it is, and it's a week short of Halloween, so I'm hoping it's a little bit late. That would Ooh, be incredible. Halloween, baby. That's exciting, Jim. Very exciting. Um, I'm not going to do that thing where, you know, like people with kids tell people about with who are about to have kids, like, oh, things are going to change, things are going to – I'm not telling you that stuff. I'm going to tell you absolutely nothing and let you figure all this stuff out on your own. How's that sound? Yeah, I, I hope so. Okay, good. No, no, it's fine. It's the Hey, Jim, Jim, honestly – no joking, it's the best job in the world. So you're going to be a good dad. Thank you, sir. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Well, good. That's awesome. Wait. Wow. We we just kicked it off with a with a with a huge story. Well, see you later. Yeah. See ya. That's it. That's all for. No. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Jim, what uh, uh, what are we talking about this week? I got some news, but what's what's tell people what's coming up here in our top five. Uh, our top five this week, that's what you're referring to, what we're doing this week? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was still trying um, to control my dog, and I can't talk and control okay. my dog. <laughs> we are going over our top five brands of the 90s, clothing brands, whether it's hats or accessories or yeah. shoes or pants or whatever, whatever you wore. That's, I'm excited about this topic. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about some of the news we got. First of all, Jim, we now have people downloading and listening to this podcast in the country of Denmark. Ah, gorgeous. Gorgeous. The sunshine state over there. Beautiful. Uh, No, seriously, though, if you're listening to Denmark, thank you very much. We love love your country, and uh, that is so cool. I have no idea why (laughs) you're you're downloading our show, but thank you again, you know. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, couple other things. Uh, got a message from Keith, which was he he talked to us last week too, as one of our new listeners. Uh, loves our opening theme, and uh, thank you. We uh, we worked hard at that. We really like our opening theme, don't we, Jim? I I thought you did an amazing job putting it together. Well, thank you. I think you know what I did do an amazing job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> no, so I, 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 I really like the sound right there of you patting yourself on the back. It Is that what that too. was? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other things. Um, we did our cult classics episode the other uh, was it two weeks ago, and a couple we got I got three things for this. One, I talked a lot about Tremors, the movie Tremors, and how there's five of them, <laughs> and guess what? They're coming out with a sixth. Hold on to your butts Uh-oh. on that one. Oh god. Oh, that's gonna be horrible. Like I and I said in our show, I didn't. I've never seen any of the other, <laughs> the sequels or anything. So, um, uh, yeah, I won't see this one either. So anyway, but Tremor Six, two thousand eighteen. Look for it in your video rental stores. Um, another thing is too. Uh, th- there was an anniversary of Reservoir Dogs, and the, all the guys got together to take a picture. And so there's a really cool picture of. Um, was it 25th anniversary of Reservoir Dogs? And I think I sent it to you, and I shared it on our page. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, they all got together for... Oh, I didn't put the description in when I shared it. No, but I also get a lot of random stuff from you, so I just saw it and then went about my life. Yeah, I actually set up my phone to just text you on its own, like, randomly all day long, (laughs) because I don't have time to send all this stuff. Um, So I just... (laughs) Make sure you get it like three in the morning. You sent me a you sent me a picture of John Locke from Lost the one time. <laughs> Don't tell me I what I like, can't do. And I was like, okay, cool. It was a picture of Locke. And then like two days later, you're like, hey, did you uh, did you like that picture? <laughs> I don't know. It was a picture of Locke, man. I yes. Wh- the answer yeah, is yes. Was, I like the it was picture. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is a horrible show. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love that picture. I was in a Lost mood. Uh, be, well, let me let me get I'll get back to Lost in a second. But anyway, so I mentioned so Jim, you we, we talked a lot about Reservoir Dogs in our cult classics episode. And we talked a lot about Tremors. Well, um, we talked a lot about uh, not a not another millennial blog wanted to do a, a, an article with us about cult classic movies. And Jim, you wrote up a little article, and they're gonna uh, feature it on their uh, their website on uh, the, this coming Friday, which would be May what fourth? Is that the fourth? No, 5th, May 5th. So that's exciting. Uh, day after Star Wars Day. Yes, may the 4th be with you. So well, yeah. Uh, so I wrote cool. that. We had totally intended on, on writing that together. Yeah. And uh, I, so I started drinking one night, mm-hmm. and then I just started writing. And uh, it, was, it was just pure poetry, Tom. Uh, it, was, it was just beautiful. And then I went back and read it a couple days later, and most of it didn't make any sense. So I had to delete a bunch and then change it around. And what what came out was a mediocre essay, mm-hmm. and um, it was just kind of self-contained. So then I sent it to you, and um, you probably deleted another ninety percent, and then sent it on, which yeah. I'm totally fine yeah, with. Yeah, I think I I think I changed everything. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, it was it was it's a great article. So look for that Friday. I'm sure they'll uh, they'll tweet about it, and they'll. Uh, on their Facebook and all that stuff, and so we'll make sure to we'll share it as well. And uh, and then the following our next our next show uh, on next Monday. So their their stuff comes out Friday, and then the following show next week we're gonna have uh, Mary Grace Donaldson from not a not a, another millennial blog. Easy for me to say um, on, and uh, she's gonna talk a little bit about uh, the article. So we're gonna have our first guest on our show, Jim. Are we ready for I this? Am... I don't think we can do this. <laughs> Most of the time, I act like you're not even there, so this is going to be interesting. Hmm. Sound sound a lot like my wife now. Um, 
So okay, so yeah, look for that. That's exciting. So we're uh, we're excited to be working with them. So uh, it's just, it still amazes us that anyone anyone wants to work with us on anything. Uh, but uh, whatever. Um, Jim, you mentioned Lost. Okay, you mentioned I sent you a picture of Lost, and we talked a lot about Lost in our, our TV finales episode. And I have the Ultimate Collection Blu-ray. Like my wife bought it for me. Uh, I believe that the the following Christmas after Lost went off the air, but it would be a Christmas like 2010. And um, I I got it, and it's really cool. It's, it comes like uh, this big, huge box, and it's got a lot of fun stuff in it. But I really didn't open it because I didn't want it to be ruined, you know. So and I could watch the episodes on like Netflix and stuff. Excuse me. So like I I put it away. I just set it on a shelf and I just look at it, but I never open the box. Well, I'm at work the other day, and a friend of mine who uh, who listens to the show says he's sitting there talking to me you know he liked lost he's like oh i'm so glad you put lost as your number one i'm like yeah it's almost my favorite show and and he goes you so see you have the ultimate collection thing the, the collector's edition of all the blu-rays i'm like yeah yeah he's like what about that hidden disc and i'm like <laughs> i'm like what he's like you're a lost fan right i'm like yeah i'm a lost fan but i just got it and i just put it away he's like he's like you never looked online about everyone talking about the hidden disc I'm like what <laughs> So I, I, because I'm a moron, and I just the show's over. I'm not gonna read everyone's people talking online, mostly because I don't want to read anyone's negativity online about it. So I never looked it up. Well, so sure as shit, I come home and I start playing with the box and looking at, and then I find this hidden compartment, and there's a, a special Blu-ray in there with a more f- special features of the show. It was amazing. I was so excited, and that's when I sent you the picture of John Locke because I was in such a lost mood that I'm like, I'm gonna, I just, I love everything about this. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. So my wife and I watched a couple of the special features the other day, and there's, a, there's more on there. So I'm, I'm really, it's really cool. There's a thing on there about the the last day of filming and how they're all wrapping up and they're all saying goodbye to each other. It's, it's really cool. It's all, um, if you have the Ultimate Collection and, and you're like me and one of the only people who didn't find it. Um, or didn't even know it existed. Go out and find it. It's it's fun. It's fun to find too, because you gotta like it's there's these clues in the thing, and it's 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 a lot of fun. So, how stupid am I, Jim? That's <laughs> uh, isn't it sad. Who, kind of, who I think I claim I'm like one of the best biggest Lost fans. I didn't even know that thing existed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, also, uh, we talked about, yeah, we'll be featured uh, this Friday in Not, Not Another Millennial Blog on their website. And then, Jim, I did an interview on, an, on another podcast that's coming out, and it's coming out this Friday. Uh, just making friends everywhere. Oh, I guess. Uh, it's called A Topic a Month Podcast. And I have no idea why he invited me on. Because, Jim, you know what the topic was? No. The topic was the meaning of life. Yeah, your silence is exactly where mine was. I'm like, why do you want me to talk about what... what? And I, I quickly answered it and said, well, the meaning of life is beer. You know, and then I just moved on. But, uh, yeah, so, no, we went on for, like, an hour, and uh, um, it was uh, it's interesting. So look for, look for that podcast. Uh, I believe that's available, in, you know, wherever you get your podcast as well, and I think he's coming out with that on Friday. So you excited to listen to it, Jim? Are you going to listen to the, your, your, your boy Tom? Yeah, I'll definitely listen to it. I don't think you'll listen. Uh, okay, that's uh, no, that's it. Except for this last thing, I know we're running long in the intro here. This is just an intro, really long, Holy shit. really, really long. But this is fun stuff. So, Jim, I've gotten I've gotten mixed reviews from people on my my dislike of of Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Um, I got one. I got. I think you and I got in a little bit of a pissing match about it, and, and that's <laughs> fine. 
That's fine. You have your opinion. I have mine. Uh, but other people were for were were with me that they didn't like them and stuff. But um, uh, I got a lot of like uh, you got to come around to you know Mark Wahlberg. He's good. I'm like oh you know. And then if you, of course you tell me to like him, I'm not gonna like him. You know I'm one of those people. But uh, I did find one thing I like about Mark Wahlberg. Are you no, ready? Here we go. All right. No. Because it's gonna be. What about that? Is that good? Can I like that about Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> no? All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> you you literally... <laughs> Marky Mark! Who doesn't love just, Marky Mark? I'm rising above it, Tom. I'm going to be the bigger person here once again. And I'm not... I'm not we're just going to move on. You know what Marky Mark did, Jim? He set some clothing trends of the 90s, and let's use that as a transition to get into our top five this week. How's that sound? I'm on pins and needles. Uh, needles and pins I'm on. Okay, well, Jim, let's get started then. So this is our top, we're doing our top five clothing brands of the 90s. So stuff that Jim and I would have, we'd have been high school and junior high, you know? And so, uh, well, let's just get started. Jim, am I starting or are you starting? Whatever you want. It's your night, buddy. All right, I'll start. I'll start. Is it my night? Sure. Okay. Well, I went with a, a clothing accessory as my number five. All right? And my number five are Airwalk shoes. Nice pick. I loved Airwalk shoes. And I actually, oh, I remember wanting these things so bad. Like, I, like everyone had to have Airwalks. I, I don't know if it was, oh, yeah. I don't know what time, you know, when that ex- actually was. But Airwalk was so cool to have and now now if you want them you can go to like pay less shoes to get them like now it's like yeah. <laughs> you don't even doesn't even matter but well they were like the perfect shoe to wear with the baggy jeans right right yeah because you didn't have the, the 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 little high top to it you know it was all low and so you could yeah it was perfect and i no, i am not i never skateboarded in my life i think the closest i got to putting my airwalks on a skateboard was me playing tony hawk pro skater on playstation <laughs> while oh, wearing my game. airwalks which is a great game um, but yeah, I, uh, Jim, you had a pair of Airwalks? No, I never had Airwalks. Oh, really? You're... I always wanted Airwalks, but we always got like the Arizona knockoffs of Airwalks Ooh, or something. That's rough. That's a rough, rough go. Um, yep. I had Airwalks and then I, I had a tough pick if I was going to pick Airwalks or Vans. Mm-hmm. And I liked Vans a lot too, but my Airwalks, I, I remember just really wanting them because there was such a hot trend at the time. Like everyone had to have them. And I had the, mine were blue and like, um, blue and yellow. So it was really cool. They stood out a little bit, you know, and had the little A on there. The little A was in yellow, and the rest of the shoe was blue with the with the yellow stripe up the side. Oh, it was awesome. I love these things. So, and you never had it. I feel bad. Did you did no, you go to no, school I, with kids who had them? Oh, everybody had Airwalks. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think I ever had a. I don't think I ever had a pair of them. Maybe one if I had one, but I don't. Yeah. I don't really remember. Yeah, but it is kind of sad. Like they, like you'd have to go to specialty, like actual clothes. Like a uh, journeys. A journeys, yeah, like an actual shoe store. But now, yeah, you can get them at Payless. <laughs> you know, no one yeah. wears them, and it's you feel bad. It's like, why did we like them so much? And now it's like no one really cares about them. But uh, and they were very comfy. I really liked them. So with a name like Airwalk, I mean, walking on it just false advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make me play Marky Mark again. I'm. You can play that song as much as you I want. I will. I will a little later. I will a little later. Um, so, yeah, that's all I really got about Airwalk. I, I tried to look up uh, 
you know, to, to make put fun commercials and stuff on here. But you know, when you're doing stuff on clothing and brands, it's a lot of visual commercials. <laughs> not good for a radio play. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, yeah, so I'm not I'm not gonna have any of those today. But um, and there wasn't much history on it. I mean, there's a lot of history on Airwalk shoes, but I was looking for like '90s history, and there wasn't really. I think you know. I think um, Tony Hawk, like I mentioned, and uh, Jason Lee, um, or yeah, from Mallrats um, and mm-hmm. uh, all the all the Kevin Smith movies. You know, he used to be a, a lot of people know, but he used to be a pro skater, yeah. a skateboarder, and uh, so they were kind of the the two guys who wore him a lot, and then and and and, and you know, um, had him you know, what do you call that? Advertised for them. <laughs> God damn, I suck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I, I remember that growing up when seeing the, you know Tony Hawk having them and stuff. But oh, I love yeah, my Airwalk um, shoes. Absolutely, I'd I'd wear them now if it was socially acceptable. I would. I think it's fine. You go. You go for that. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do it. You know, it's okay. funny. I mentioned Vans, and when I was a little kid, my mom would always buy me Vans, but it was always the Vans like slip-on shoes because I didn't know how to tie my like shoes. Like the black and white checkered ones. Black and white checkered. I had those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Here's a good story. One day, I was playing in the woods. You know, my friends. We were sitting there playing. There's like a little uh, creek, and we were, we were like pretending to we take a shoe off because we all had those shoes, and we try to float them down the the little creek, little river thing. Well, mine went and kept going and kept going. And I lost my shoe, and I had to walk home with only one shoe on. And my mom was so pissed because she had to buy me another pair of like eight dollar Vans slip-ons. Um, but yeah, I love slip-on shoes. <laughs> you remember, okay, you remember the 90s, um, they had these, like the curly Q shoestrings, do you remember those? Like they were elastic curly cues, and you could lace up your shoes with them, and then it would basically turn any shoe into a slip-on, and then you just pull them really tight. You remember those? I- no, I don't know if I remember. I remember uh, they people were like the getting, coolest thing for seven minutes. Yeah, I remember people getting like crazy looking laces at like Hot Topic and replacing the one like their their old laces and their shoes with those things and like there'd be bright colors and stuff and and like mostly girls would do that. I don't think guys ever. I mean, maybe guys did, but I I remember that. But I don't remember curly Q laces. I don't remember that. This would have been. I mean, this was like grade school probably. Oh, okay. All right. These were these weren't like on your BK. I mean, you did did you wear Ohio, your BK you nights with curly Q laces? Oh yeah. Nice, nice. Oh well, that's all I got on Airwalk because it really is. It's a pair of shoes, and I loved them. And I know everyone out there who's who had them knows the ones I'm talking about. So we'll just end it right there. Okay. All right. What's your number five, Jim? I also went with an accessory. Okay. And I went with fossil watches. Oh, bam! I I have fossil on my list, and I have it way higher. <laughs> <laughs> not my number one. Not my number one. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about it together. So yours. Okay. Your number five is fossil watches. You go. Fossil watches. All so. Right. Uh, I don't have a whole lot anyway. Most of this is just talking about the brand, but yeah, uh, it was founded in 1984. Um, and what I thought was kind of cool, uh, is kind of founded by two brothers. Um, and the name fossil was the nickname they had for their dad, which I thought was kind of cool. That's awesome. And, uh, one of the brothers told the other one that a lot of uh, money could be made by importing retail goods, um, from the far East, especially like your mid range watches. And that, uh, took off pretty well for them. Uh, they did kind of a retro look. And then they introduced like leather goods and passports and kind of um, branded themselves around that rustic look, which I was really surprised because thank you for that, Tom, yep. because um, 
I always thought that it was a much older brand. I didn't realize that it was formed in 84 and it really didn't get popular until the 90s because of the look of their packaging and their brand. I thought that they were actually um, like a 1940s brand that still continued on. So that was kind of cool for me to learn. And they own a lot of other lines of watches. They own Relic, which I, I, I have kind of a thing for watches. I collect watches. So I have a Relic watch and didn't know it was part of the Fossil Group. Mm-hmm. They own Skagen, which is a, 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 I believe, Denmark watch. And Hey, we um, have listeners in Denmark now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, they own Skagen, which is a really nice watch. Um, and my favorite, I still buy Fossil. My favorite watch is a Fossil watch. Yeah. Um, I, I think I have three of them. But when, and when I was in high school, though, everybody had Fossil. Yeah. And I didn't have a Fossil watch because there's no way my mom was going to spend $120 on a watch for me. That was not going to happen. But a lot of the kids had Fossil. But the chain, uh, it was always the one with the chain, the metal, like, chrome band. Yeah. But it was always too large for everyone's wrist. So it yeah. would basically fall down for their elbow. And then you just see people shaking their arm to get the watch down at the wrist all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if you took one it, out, it'd be way too tight. But if you left yes. one hand, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be up to your bicep. <laughs> and then it would just rip your arm hair out. Right. Oh, good times, Jim. Those are such good uh, times. I miss those every, times. Everybody had a fossil watch. That was uh, that was the watch to have. And and uh, looking down my <laughs> list, I don't know if this is sad or impressive for these brands, but I still buy most of them. So, yeah, and fossils one of them that I still buy. It's a it's a really uh, well made, good mid range watch, and they actually extended their brand uh, even further. They a few years ago they got into um, really high end Swiss watches, which you know Swiss watches are like the gold standard of a watch. So they did that, but they were charging like I want to say between three and five grand for a Swiss watch. Which Holy! I'm, if I'm spending three to five grand on a watch, which I won't, but if I did, right. because time is universal, Tom, it's going to be the same pretty much no matter what. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to spend five grand on a watch, it's not going to say fossil on it. I'm never spending five grand on a watch. I'm just going to no, say that right I'm now. No, I'm not either. Yeah, no. I'm not in their market for that. Like not in their demographic to, for a five thousand dollar watch. But uh, that's awesome, Jim. Uh, there's okay. Can I jump in here? Do you mind? You go for it. Um, they also. Uh, uh, over the years, they got uh, they had some licensings for pop culture characters, and we were a pop culture show. So, um, so there's a fossil Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Elvis Presley, Pirates of the Caribbean, Flash, Green Lantern, Snoopy, Pokemon, and Star Wars, Chronicles of Narnia, Cars, and the Matrix watches. Can you believe that? I didn't know any. I of didn't that. know any of that either. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't buy you know a watch with Superman on it or anything, but um, some people might. Um, and, uh, they were actually one of the first, uh, you know how everyone has like the Apple watch now, not yeah. everyone, but a lot of people have it and people know what I'm talking about when I say the Apple. Well, back in 2006, yeah, they were one of the first ones that have a little, a little fossil wrist PDA, you know, wristwatch computer. And it was a little, mm. it had a little tiny black and white screen actually. And they were the first one to have a caller ID, you know, to connect to your phone. I didn't know any of that stuff. Didn't take off until recently, so that's kind of hmm. cool. Um, they have also teamed up with like National Football League, you know, to have like you can have like a Minnesota Vikings watch or in Jim in your your case a uh, Chicago Bears watch. And I wanted to stop, just pause right there, uh, Jim. What did you think of the Chicago Bears uh, NFL draft the other day? Uh, it was typical. <laughs> typical. You even the Forty ers came out and said why like they 
the Bears <laughs> traded up from three to two, gave the 49ers a ton of stuff for a pick that they weren't even going to take anyway. Mm-hmm. And and they took a player who started like, what, 12 games yeah. in the NCAA for, for an ACC school, I might add. Right. Not for like a football powerhouse here. No, no. And I mean, it's, it is it is what it is. It's the Bears. Maybe, maybe he'll be fantastic in the NFL. Maybe he'll translate really well. Yeah. Um, I, I doubt that, but I don't I don't know, man. Let, let me put this in let me put this in perspective for people. Jim lives in Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> Cleveland, for those football fans out there, is known as the worst franchise ever. Is that fair? Yes. I mean pretty close. If fair. not the worst, one of the that worst. In Chicago, especially in the last ten years, is a close second. And Jim's a huge Chicago Bears fan. So you have got best of the best of both worlds there. Hmm. Uh, it's it's hard. It's I'm really so, tough. I'm sorry. I told I told yeah, our buddy I Paul I was going to give you a lot of crap about the Bears today, and, and so that's I, fair. Yeah, that's fair. it really is. Um, I don't know, man. I guess people in Chicago aren't very happy about it. The, no, no, um, not at all. <laughs> was it Trubisky? He went to yeah. the the pick. He he was a quarterback for um, North Carolina, and he went to like a Bulls Celtics game, and I guess the whole crowd booed Oof. him. Yeah, he's gonna have a rough go. So, he's have a oh rough yeah, go. it's it's not gonna be easy for him, and it's not it's not like he has a great system that he can walk into either. It's just yeah. a giant shit show. So yeah, they're gonna lose at the Packers again. It's nice. gonna be great. Good. Um, well, real quick, let's get back to watches. <laughs> back and forth. Oh, watches. you mean our show? Yeah, our great. show. So okay, uh, I could cut all that out if you want. You know what? I'm leaving it in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Jim mentioned all the stuff about. Fossil, but yeah, in high school, like everyone had to have them. Now you mentioned like a hundred and twenty dollar one, and I think that was the one with like the three little, you know, the day and the in the the month and all that. Those three little circles also on the watch. Yeah, yeah. Now I was able. My parents we said, "No, you're not getting that one." There was an eighty dollar one with just with just the watch face. And I was able to get that one. Now, if you remember Fossil watches, they had a lot of different colors on them. Remember, like it was a bright, like they'd have a really cool blue one or a white face or or a, yeah. a black one or a gray one. You know, they had all these different colors. Well, they had some bright ones like red and 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 stuff. And so, I uh, I had remember the old Nokia phones. You know, the the fifty six twenty or whatever those things are that everyone had. Yeah, I had one of those, and of course, you could change your 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 the color, the face on those. When I had a bright orange one, it actually looked like a tic tac. Remember the orange tic tacs? <laughs> so I wanted to buy a matching watch because I was that kid in high school. And I had and I thought orange was cool. So now my phone my phone was orange and now my watch face was orange. <laughs> and the next year when I then I had a summer job and stuff. So then the next year I changed my phone case to a red one. Guess what I did with my first eighty dollars? Oh no. I bought a red fossil watch. So cool. So cool. Um yeah so that's that's exciting. Yeah, I was that kid. Now I I make fun of those people, but really I guess you could make fun of me because I, I I I was part of that trend. So well, you you set that trend. Oh, buddy. definitely not, definitely not. Uh, yeah, good job on the on fossil watches, Jim. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to number four. I'm going back. I'm going sticking with accessories here. I'll get to clothing in a minute. Don't worry. Um, I'm sticking with accessories and Jim. I couldn't go to school if I didn't have my Jan Sport backpack. 
Did you have a Jansport backpack? I did have a Jansport. I still have a Jansport backpack. I would, I would, I would challenge anyone to write back to the show on you know social media or anything to tell me if they didn't have a Jansport backpack and tell me what they had if they didn't have a Jansport. Everyone had these things. My wife still has hers. <laughs> I, the one that I have was my wife's from high school. Yeah, nice. That's and the, I use it to like go hiking with and stuff. Right. Oh yeah, they, they're great. Their Jansport is awesome. Uh, they, um, you mentioned it. They're kind of or, or more of like an outdoor backpack. That's kind of how they started. And uh, founded in 1967 in Seattle, Washington, and uh, by Murray Pletz and his wife Janice, nicknamed Jan. There you go. There's your Jansport. Um, oh. And then his father Norman Pletz. They all started the company, and they innovated the panel loading day pack. Which you remember, if Jansport zips all the way down and it folds front, so it's like you know, it's like a panel loading you know thing. So uh, that was the, that's their design. So any backpack that's not Jansport that you see that, well, you can thank Jansport for that invention. Um, they're out of Alameda, California now, um, and they uh, VF. Outdoor Corporation owns them, and they also own the North Face, which people know North Face stuff, North, North Face clothing, oh, especially here that. in Minnesota. We have lots of North Face stuff, obviously. And, um, yeah, and uh, they have a warehouse at uh, right, uh, right, uh, our neighbors, uh, my neighbor here of Wisconsin, in Appleton, Wisconsin. They have uh, one of their warehouses here for that. And that's where they put all the, you know, their collegiate apparel, because you can get a Jansport, like, you know, Ohio State Jansport backpack if you want it. I don't know if you want to, but you could. Um, yeah, and uh, that's, I mean, I love this thing. I had a blue and blue one. It was two different color blues. It was awesome. <laughs> and I had it all the way up until um, I had it, I think I got it maybe in the fifth or sixth grade, like long time. And I had it all the way through my senior year of high school. And um, I probably still would have it, but I think I got a new, uh, I got an Eddie Bauer one, which I still have now in my, in my freshman year of college. So I switched out to the Eddie Bauer one, but I still miss the Jansport. But I'm glad I see it around the house still because my wife still has hers. So, yeah. Nice pick, Tom. Yeah. Jim, were you a two-strap or a one-strap kind of guy? Oh, one-strap. Yeah, you had to do one-strap. I think it wasn't until college where I just put the two on because I didn't care. You know, I'd probably go, I walked to realize- class with my pajamas on, you know, like. Right, and and once you realize that the two strap is much more functional, and they would and, stop falling off your yeah, shoulder, yeah, way, comf- way more comfortable. <laughs> it really is. Oh, I love my Jansport backpack. Uh, so I would like to see if people still have them. Snap pictures of it, send it to us because I'm I'll put a picture of my wife's on our our page, and she also has a blue one, so that's pretty sweet. But oh, love those things. Yep. All right, that's my number four, Jim. Well, that's a good pick, Tom. All right, what do you got? I got a pair of shoes. Ooh. Airwalks? Not airwalks. Okay. <laughs> not airwalks. Uh-oh, I know what's coming. with Chuck's. Chuck? Who's Chuck? Chuck? Well, that would be Charles Taylor, sir. Wow. So, uh, made by Converse, obviously. Uh, Chuck Taylor All-Stars, or Chuck's, as most people just call them, mm-hmm. uh, were made by Marquise Mills Converse back in 1908. Isn't that amazing? It really is amazing. And then in, in 1923, uh, Chuck Taylor was a basketball player and also a salesman for Converse. And he joined a basketball team sponsored by Converse called the Converse All-Stars, which now makes a lot of sense. There you go. So he went to um, high school basketball camps and he would also sell these shoes at the camps. They gained a lot of notoriety and soon uh, professional basketball players started wearing them. 
Uh, even Olympians started wearing them. American soldiers during World War II would wear them uh, to, for training. Uh, by the 1960s, 90% of professional and college basketball players were in chucks. That's awesome. Yeah. Then they went on to become uh, more of a casual shoe and in uh, a lot of subcultures, uh, people started wearing them. I wore them and I can't imagine um, running or doing anything athletic in these shoes because there's absolutely no support in them whatsoever. But I, I still wear them, actually. I just threw a pair of chucks away after 14 years, Tom. For, are you serious? I, I had this pair of shoes for 14 years. I bought them at a Journeys in 2003 when I was working at a Lids. Well, it was Hat World at the time. So it was across, and Journeys it was across, was across the, hall the hall of the mall. Yeah. And it was actually the same company, so I got an employee discount nice. at Journeys for working at Hat World. So I went over there and uh, bought a pair of chucks, and I wore them until this year. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I know. I, it, yeah, I, it was really sad for me to throw them away, actually. Uh, but you the shouldn't first have time, thrown them away. You should have like had them bronzed or something. I Instagrammed a picture of it. <laughs> oh, actually. you did. Yeah. I don't follow you on Instagram, so I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you to. Yeah. So the first time I remember seeing Chucks was a poster of Nirvana, and Kurt Cobain had a pair on. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote on the white rubber tip. He wrote um, just the tip. Fugaz. F U H. Tom, this Tom. It's a family show. I'm sorry. He wrote F-U-H-G-A-W-Z. And I remember my friend and I were like, what does that even mean? So I just searched it tonight. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Turns out Eddie, Eddie Vedder wrote that those letters on a shirt just before a photo shoot intentionally misspelling the word Fugazi, which was a punk band from D.C. And Kurt Cobain didn't like Pearl Jam, so he did it on a shoe to make fun of Eddie Vedder. That's, that's a long way to go to get someone back. I know, but what a burn. That was a burn. It still burn it still burns today. <laughs> so uh, after um after all these years in two thousand three, Nike bought Converse for around three hundred and five million dollars. So now Nike makes chucks. And I could be wrong, but I'm gonna go on a limb and say they are they are the most iconic shoe yeah. in American history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I you know, and here's a little little funny story. I have never once owned a pair of chucks. Wow, and it's not that I didn't want to. I always just choose something else, and I, I, you know, I mean, my wife's. I think she still has some too. Like you know, for, she used to always wear. Everyone wears them. I just never owned them. But I <laughs> love them. No, he's dying. Did you hear that? Hey, hey, did you, did you choke on a bone? Doug, you gonna go upstairs? <laughs> Holy God! Hold on, hold on. Let me get... Hey, just Jim, talk amongst yourselves. Hold on. He might here. have eaten your son. Hold on, I'm gonna. <laughs> Jim, tell, more, tell people more about Chucks. I'll be right back. Sure. Uh, so the pair of Chucks that I had when I was in high school were actually 100% hemp. I went to Journeys and bought an all-hemp uh, high-top Chuck Taylor, and it had a little tag on the back that said hemp. And then I also had an, the all-black pair where the rubber and the tip uh, and the, the all-star around the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> And the, I'm the, back. and the all-star are you, sorry, sorry. Can you even hear me at all yeah i can actually hear you because i turned the the volume way up on my you know what keep going i got gotcha. you this is yeah. just so professional it's, it's so we said this was not this was going to be a fun show <laughs> we have we're not out to win awards or anything mm -hmm. okay and uh tom you're like a mushroom you know why why because you're a fun guy 
Ooh, I thought you misspelled Boom. something. Kind of like what Kurt Cobain does on his shoes. I thought you uh-huh. misspelled mm-hmm. something today when you texted me. I was, a, I was a fun guy, <laughs> and I said, was that autocorrect? And you said, nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, reliving t-shirts at Gadzooks. Does, if anyone out there um, wants a very ill dog, I know where you can get one. <laughs> and um, uh, he's for sale. Or if, I'll, I'll pay you to come get him. Okay, so I'm done. <laughs> my dog, I'm just, I'm, I'm, oh, my dog, I think, is, it's, he's on his last leg. Anyway, Jim, uh-huh. good job on trucks. I'm going to call you later and ask exactly what you said, and um, we'll figure it out from there. Well, luckily, we broadcast a show, so you can uh I don't listen. listen. I, don't I listen. know. Yeah. Why would I listen? I'm listening right now. Well, not really, because I got off. Anyway. Hey, Tom, what's your number three? <sighs> Holy God, I, we suck at this. <laughs> My number three, Jim. I'm going finally, finally to clothing here. All right, um, I am gonna fall into the gap. Wow. Yeah, I was that kid. See, I went based mine a lot about like what the trends were, like that you like really wanted. And up until like high school, I wasn't allowed to shop at any store that wasn't J.C. Penney or Sears. <laughs> like that's where my mom would bring us for for oh, back yeah. to school shopping. And then our mall got a Gap. And I was so excited. And I was, of course, a year or two behind that everyone else had Gap stuff. But I, I, lo- I wanted – everyone had that stupid sweatshirt, different color sweatshirt, and they all had the big letters on it. You're a walking billboard when you, when you wore Gap clothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I loved it. I, everyone, everyone had Gap clothing in high school. I absolutely loved it. Jim, did you wear Gap stuff? Yeah, I actually still have Gap stuff because nice. it just fits me well. Our uh, our Gap recently left our mall. Oh. Yeah, kind of sad. But um, anywho. Uh, anyway, have, yeah. I've, I've grown out of the um, uh, Old Navy category. Yeah. And I'll do like Banana Republic and sometimes Gap now. Right, yeah. Well, you mentioned Banana Republic uh, and Old Navy. Well, Gap, the, the Gap Inc. actually owns, also owns Banana Republic and Old Navy. And uh, and they also own Intermix and Aleth uh, Alitha. Oh, I never. <laughs> Jesus, Alitha. <laughs> you don't forget it. No one knows that store. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love the Gap. The Gap was founded in 1969 by Donald and Doris Fisher, and headquartered in San Francisco, where they and the Fisher family still is very uh, involved, even though the company is now public. But the Fisher people still sit on the board of directors and all that stuff but um i mean everyone knows what the gap is and uh i love uh yeah what i think of it i always think of that iconic hooded sweatshirt with the big white letters on it and i had a red one of course i was really into red and orange in high school i don't know why um maybe because uh my skin tone maybe i don't know what do you think jim do i look good in red you look good in anything buddy I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, you grew out of the. You, I, I grew out of the Gap. I mean, I, I stopped wearing Gap stuff, but I have not grown out of Old Navy. I like Old Navy clothing; it's very comfy. It is actually, yeah, yeah. it's really nice. Um, but yeah, I um, I like the Gap clothing. We, I remember when my mom would finally let me go there to spend my, you know, my uh, my back to school money on clothes, and um, you know, before I'd always have to get like Arizona jeans from like Pennies. Oh yeah, and, and but utility. I get like seven pair. Utility in yeah, Arizona. <laughs> I get like seven pair, and then I get the gap, and the same amount of money gets me like one pair. <laughs> yep. You know, so she was pretty pissed about that, but uh, yeah, I liked it. I even tried to apply to the Gap and work there in high school. Didn't get the job. 
uh, had to work at a really crappy clothing store right down the the hall in the in the in our in our mall, and um, it was next to the food court, and all I could smell was Cinnabon the whole time. It was horrible. <laughs> and crab rangoons. Oh no, we didn't have that one in our in our. We had Cinnabon and Sabaro were the staples, and um, and we had Taco Johns, and I know that's regional, and I know Jim oh, knows what Taco Johns is. I and, love Taco Johns, yeah. and uh, it's a uh, it's like Taco Bell, but as my wife would say, it's nothing like Taco Bell. <laughs> and it's she way always, better than Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, and she is well, I I like them both, and uh, um, uh. Anyway, I, I t- in college I'd eat a lot of Taco Johns, but that's because I was we were really drunk. But that's that's uh, a whole other story. You for can't beat show. potato lays though. Oh my god, six pack in a pound! Get out of here! Uh, Get out of here! The potato lays just—it's like just—it's you might as well just take a salt shaker and un- twist the top off and just put that in your mouth. That's what a pound of potato lays was like. Our, but it was our awesome. friend Dennis Meister. Whenever oh, yeah. he goes back to Iowa, he sends me a picture of a Taco John's, and he sent me the recipe for the potato lays oh. seasoning one time. Is it just salt? <laughs> Is it anything it's, a, else? it's a mixture of like Lowry's and paprika and Ooh. a couple other things. Lowry's, that's good stuff. Oh, um, but yeah, I fell into the gap. I know, I know, it's like a. I was more of the. I wasn't a preppy kid, but I wasn't a, a you know, a skater kid. You know, so I like kind of walk the line between it all and um but you know i also had a girlfriend in high school and of course you had to you follow the trends because you just listen to uh what what they say you know it's, it's, it was the cool clothes and so that's what doesn't end it's yeah. still what i did right so uh anyway that's what i lo- I, I liked it and i'm mean, sad that it's not here anymore although i don't i don't i can't remember the last time i bought something from a gap i really can't um i did a couple months ago there you go. See, you follow yeah, in. I like that. There, there's certain stores that I can buy um, that their clothes just do not fit me whatsoever. Like I never bought Abercrombie or American Eagle or Hollister because their clothes just don't fit me right. Right. But the Gap always fit me really well. Banana fits me pretty well. Uh, one of them, I won't bring it up because it's probably on your list. So if if you don't touch on this brand, which oh, we, I pro- we you will. probably will, then we I'll will. bring it up later on. Okay. Um, you mentioned American Eagle. I also liked American, American Eagle jeans. I really liked a lot. And those fit me well. And I had a pair of those from high school that I still had, oh, gosh, up until about five years ago. Like, so, like, I, I was trying to rock those. And they were, like, I I, I love their – but their, the rest of their clothing, I didn't like it. Like, their shirts and stuff, it didn't fit right. It was it just wasn't made for me. No, it was, like, if I tried on a polo, like an Abercrombie polo, oh, yeah. the bottom of it would come to, like, the top of my belt buckle yeah. and it almost looked like a belly shirt. It just – I couldn't wear them. Didn't I also didn't pop my collar, and I felt like if you wore a, a, uh, <laughs> a polo from American Eagle, you had to pop the collar. Oh, yeah. At least, well, that's collar. what the people did anyway, and I, I didn't like that. So. Did they were people rocking the double polo? Yes. What is with that? Oh, There's a God. great picture out there with a guy with like 14 polos on with all the collars popped. <laughs> um, I'll have to find that and like post it on our page or something. But it oh yeah, what was with the popped collar? I don't get it. And two of them? What do you need two polos for? No, I'm just getting angry. All right, all right, Jim. What's 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 your number three? Uh, my next three are all clothing brands. Okay. And uh, so before I tell you what it is, my school is very weird. I've come to realize like I'm from a very rural part of Illinois, uh, way out in the country. And my school is very small. I graduated with like 120 kids and my high school was seventh grade all the way up to seniors. And it was only 900 kids in the entire school. Oh, that is small. 
very small, uh, very much surrounded by cornfields. But for some reason, everybody in my school, a lot of the, like the cool kids in my school were very uh, urban streetwear, which doesn't really make sense looking back on it. That's so, a good name for a band, Urban Streetwear. <laughs> I'm talking like like Echo and Fubu oh, and Fubu. and like Triple Five Soul and PNB Nation, and they wore like all the brands that you would get at the buckle because you <sighs> thought you were street, but you weren't street because you grew up in a cornfield. It didn't really make sense at the time. Those were the brands to wear, but looking back on it, I'm like that made no sense whatsoever. So I didn't choose one of those brands, but I did choose the one that was really popular and you were really cool if you had it. And that's Billabong. Bill. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, I think I had some Billabong I love stuff. Billabong and yeah. I still have Billabong stuff. Cause yeah. I, I really like, uh, I guess like surfing brands, just like really laid back clothing and flip flops. And, uh, I like that type of clothing and, and Billabong now is really comfortable. When we were in high school, it was comfortable cause it was still like a surfing brand. It still is now today, but for a while they went through this really weird transition where they wore like everything was more like affliction, like all the typeface was like that and everything was like chrome and shiny and it looked like crap. But now they're back to like, Hey, we're a surfer brand. Let's just make tank tops and flip flops and own what we are. Yeah. Um, so in high school they were very much still uh, that laid back Jack Johnson surfing look. They were founded in 1973, uh, in Australia. It's an Australian surfing brand. The name Billabong, um, is actually derived from an indigenous word in Australia, meaning a Creek that runs only during the rainy season. That's what Billabong actually means. Now in high school, you bought it cause it had the word bong in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why you bought it. Let's right. be honest. Yeah. Nobody's surfing in rural Illinois. Nobody knows what Billabong <laughs> I was going to ask. What kind any of... clue what that brand was. <laughs> I was going to ask, what kind of waves can you catch in a cornfield? <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody had any clue what Billabong was, but it had the right. word bong in it. Right. Um, so at first, in 1973, Gordon Merchant um, designed and created board shorts at his home and sold them to local surf shops. Uh, they had like a triple stitching technique, so surfers really liked them because they didn't tear uh, eventually he started his own company and he knew he had to ex- expand overseas to be successful and Billabong. And he also started sponsoring surfing events in Australia, which is a huge for surfing down there. So his brand really blew up and then it went overseas and, but it never actually surpassed, um, sales from Quicksilver, which is a hunting the beach brand, which I love Quicksilver. I still wear Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. It's really comfortable. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, I have a Quicksilver hat I just bought in Clearwater it's it's one of my favorite brands actually i if we're gonna go high school 90s i had a quicksilver wallet chain i know where you're going with that wallet chain but anyway keep going okay so anyway <laughs> i had one of those um so and then billabong also owns element and rvca which are two big skateboard brands i didn't know that they own both of those too oh cool yeah um uh, but yeah i i like i still like billabong i had billabong uh in high school my mom had to search what the name was because it had the word bong in it and she didn't believe me that it was a surfing company. So she had to do her own research to see if I could wear that to school. And I could. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the teachers in school had to do their own research because this was the time period where t-shirts were banned from school. We're talking like Big Johnson and Coed Naked and (laughs) all the teachers were like very hyper-focused on what t-shirts the kids were buying from Gadzooks and Spencers and if you could wear them to school. Gadzooks. and this was one that you could because there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's a real brand and a right. and a athletic company. Um, but uh, yeah, even today I have a, a 
uh, Billabong shirt that I bought in Hawaii, and I bought um, I have one from somewhere else too. When I go to a destination with a beach, I usually get like a Quicksilver shirt or or a Billabong shirt from that place. But Billabong was the cool brand to wear in high school. Nice, nice. Yeah, I remember a lot of people. I think I had like a one or two Billabong shirts, but um, there was a few people that's like all they wore. <laughs> like it was huge in high yeah. school. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, I like it. Anything else on that one? Nope, that's it. All right, well, we already know my number two. My number two is Fossil. We already talked okay. about it. So, Jim, what's your number two? Um, I went with another T-shirt company, hat company, I guess, too. Uh-huh. I went with Stussy. <laughs> so I, I'm starting to gather what Jim Dout was in high school. This is a, this is like a <laughs> therapy session. I'm taking notes and everything. Um, okay. I love Stussy. I still have a Stussy shirt. <laughs> Um, because it's still actually a, a very relevant clothing brand. It's still yeah. very like, um, I guess non mainstream, but it is still a relevant clothing brand. They never went away. Uh, the logo it's owned by, it was started by Sean Stussy and his friend. Um, oddly enough, Frank Sinatra jr. Who is not related to the singer in any way, but they started this brand and the logo, um, of the steer of the, that Stussy cursive that you know um started because he was scrawling his name on uh handcrafted surfboards with a marker and that's they just took that and branded it as that uh, because stussy started as a surfing brand it was it was very uh, out of laguna beach it was very much like your quicksilvers and your billabongs um and that's when i that's when i was wearing it in the 90s it was it was that clothing style and then they got away from that, and they started not even skating. It was more like a very urban streetwear. And it still kind of has that stigma of like an urban streetwear, um, especially like on MTV when rappers would start wearing it. Then it blew up on that scene right. and got away from the the surfing that it was um, actually known for. So in, in 1984, he and his friend Frank Sinatra Jr. started it. And then in 1996 um, – Sean Stussy resigned from the company and Sinatra owns it still to this day. Um, it's, they have sh- a shop in New York city and a couple other places. And I founded it. Some um, like boutique stores randomly. You'll find it. I bought when we first moved uh, to Arizona, I went to an urban outfitters and I bought a Stussy hat there, nice. but I was dumb. And it's, it's a, a blue hat with an orange bill and an orange S on it. And it says Stussy in the cursive on the back, but the S on the front is a block letter S and it looks just like a Syracuse hat. So I don't wear it. <laughs> Why'd you buy I've worn it? it I didn't realize, I didn't even think about it at the time. I was like, Oh, I like the, I like the colors on that one. I'm going to get that. And the, like the first couple of times I wear it, people are like, Oh, are you a Syracuse fan? I'm like, son of a son bitch. Of a bitch. You know, I can't wear this hat anymore. Yeah, gotta get rid of it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, yeah, I never had any of that stuff, but I know that a lot of people had that. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our number ones, Jim, what are some um, what are some things that you did left off your list? That is a good question. I I, I rattled off a bunch of the brands uh, like WooWear and all those ones. Um, Air Jordans were huge. Von Dutch trucker hats oh, were huge. And didn't you tell um, a story last week about how you just saw someone in a Von Dutch yeah, hat? Yeah, when, <laughs> when I was in Clearwater, somebody walked by us wearing a Von Dutch trucker oh. hat, and I had to stop my wife, and I was like, holy shit, did you just see that? <laughs> Where did that person get that hat? It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but I would say two of the brands that I left off the list, you talked about Airwalks, but I would say two of the brands I left off the list, one of them was Mossimo, yeah. which 
Massimo was like the counterpart to Stussy until they started selling it at Target, and then it became very uncool to wear. Right. I had, a lot, of, that, I had a lot of Massimo stuff, and then, yeah, they started selling at Target, you're like, hmm, I'm good. Yeah, before that, it was just as cool as Stussy. Right. And the other one I left off my list was Oakley sunglasses. Ah, I had that one, too, that I might have put on my list, too. Oakley is a good one. Um, I had Joe Boxers. Remember Joe Boxers? <laughs> I do remember Joe Boxers, uh, yep. Yeah, I had to have those. Um, uh, K-Swiss shoes. Yep. Uh, there's another one I left off. White on white. And uh, starter jackets. Okay, we talked about starter jackets in uh, in our Christmas episode, and they only had a short run, but I did I did have to have that. You know, I think that was going into like middle school, and um, I, I left off no fear shirts. Also, kind of a throwback yeah. uh, to those. And uh, yeah, there was one other that I wanted to mention that. Uh, well, I don't want to mention this one because I don't know if you have it on your on your list but uh i left nike off i had a lot of nike stuff but i only had nike stuff because um because of sports like i had nike shorts and and shoes like it wasn't i didn't wear it to school i wore it like to gym class or football practice or baseball practice so yeah yeah but uh i i asked my wife what you know i go what kind of brands because we have a lot of lady listeners so i'm like what brands did did you wear you know and so i had to i have her list here i'm not going to mention one of them because it's on my list Right, but uh, she she also mentioned Fossil, uh, yep. American Eagle, uh, Gap, and then the Limited, and Mud Jeans. Remember girls with Mud Jeans? Yep. Um, and Adidas. She had and uh, she has one called Delia Delias. I don't I think that's how you say it. I don't know what that is. And Sevens. I don't remember that one either. So Sevens. You, yeah. Okay, I don't sevens. Really remember that. Yeah, um, those were really popular. My wife also wore bongo jeans, <laughs> and she wore a lot of Roxy stuff, which is like the female counterpart to Quicksilver. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, okay, well, let's get to our, our number ones, well, Jim. Real quick, oh. I want to touch on Oakley oh, real yeah, quick. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so you remember the Oakley glasses I'm talking about, like the wraparound the wraparound, yeah, I had a pair of the, the traditional, the black ones. That's the ones I liked, yes. and that's why I lost them at an arcade. But and We'll move uh, on from that. So... <laughs> When I, I took the eighth grade Washington, D.C. trip like a lot of kids do, and I remember specifically buying counterfeit Jokelies oh, on the Jokelies. street yeah. for like 10 bucks. I bought a couple pair of them, and by the time I got home, all the paint had chipped off of them. <laughs> they looked just like Oakleys, but the paint would come off so quickly. Right. Yeah, a lot of people had Jokelies. I had the I had the real pair. They were expensive. These were expensive they glasses. Were. And my I remember I begged my parents to get them. I think I got them for my birthday one year, like when I was like sixteen. And it couldn't have been a couple months later that I was playing a video game at an arcade. We had this big arcade in town, in town, and uh, and my friends and I were there. And I left them on like the top of a game as I was playing with it. And I realized Ugh. it. And I went back five minutes later, and they were already stolen. So it's like son of a bitch. So some and of course it's the same pair everyone has. So it's like <laughs> I don't know where the, you know someone could just say no, these are mine. I'm like oh okay. Yeah. So yeah. Good. 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 Well, can we get to our number ones now, Jim? Let's do it. All yep, right. Go for it. All right. I think you know my number one. I know exactly what it is. It has a very similar name to my name. <laughs> that is Tommy Hilfiger. Of course. Yes, of the Tommy Hilfiger Corporation. And I didn't mention it, but uh, yeah. when I was buying the Jokelys, I also bought a fake Tommy watch. Nice. Tommy's Tommy was everywhere. Yeah. Everything was Tommy. Man, um, <laughs> I love Tommy stuff. I had the jeans. I had the, the uh, what do they call Was it painter jeans or whatever? They had the hook on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the little belt loop that had yeah. the Tommy logo but on it. But it had the, the American flag logo. Yeah. 
I love those things. I think I had like two different, I had like three pair, like three different colors of blue jeans of those. Um, I absolutely loved it. And um, they, uh, everyone had this. And I remember one girl in high school, I'm not going to say her by name, but uh, she wore something like Tommy Hilfiger head to toe, including the perfume, every single day of high school. And uh, <laughs> That's expensive. Yeah, that's expensive. We called her Tommy Girl. Um, she's a nice person, but wore a lot of Tommy clothes. But um, I loved it. And I I mentioned there's girl perfume. I had the Tommy Hilfiger cologne. I did. And I wore it. And I, it was probably it was probably smelled like complete trash but whatever um but yeah the it was the shirt it was the it was the jeans i had a few tommy shirts but the one tommy shirt i had it's so stupid now i think back and I, I don't even know if there's pictures of me in it or not i'm sure there is but it was is a white shirt it was white and a long sleeve shirt kind of so kind of a dressier shirt you know but on one sleeve it was blue <laughs> one sleeve was red and the shirt was white, so I looked like a walking American flag. And I thought it was the coolest shirt in the world. It, it was the dumbest shirt in the world. And, uh, oh, God, I walked all over school with that thing. And, and no one else had it. And now that I've looked back on it, no one else had it because it was that stupid even for them. <laughs> but uh, but they were huge. Tommy was everywhere. Like, it was – Tommy Hilfiger stuff was everywhere. Um it became huge in the rap scene when uh, Snoop Dogg wore it on SNL when he performed a song. He wore yep. a Tommy sweatshirt or something it was. And the very next day, New York City stores sold out of Tommy gear because he was rocking it. And I was like in the mid-90s, and suddenly everyone had to have it. Well, then they got like – so then they went after the rap population, and like they had Puffy, Puff Daddy and Coolio as their as spokespeople for it, and then um, R&B icon Aaliyah, remember her? She was, Aaliyah? Yeah, she was, uh, she was in tons of Tommy commercials. I still remember I remember that. the, yeah. they had, like, the iconic shot of her wearing the Tommy sports bra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, then they would sponsor all these concerts, remember? It was, um, they would, uh, Cheryl Crow's uh, If It Makes You Happy tour, was uh, it was brought to you by Tommy Hilfinger? Britney Spears' "Baby One More Time" tour was brought to you by uh, by Tommy Hilfinger, and Lenny Kravitz' "Freedom" tour in '99 was also a Tommy Hilfinger uh, figure uh, huh. uh, sponsored. And uh, yeah, they were everywhere. I, and it's like they're still around, and they still make a lot of money. They do, but um, it just seemed like it was just a few years, and then like then it was like no one wanted to have it anymore. No one wanted to have that stuff. So it was good. I, I got to be honest. I own a ton of Tommy stuff Still, even today. But but you, you you don't know it though. There's no like big American flag on it, right? No, 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 no. I, I mean, if there's a logo, it's like a millimeter long. But they just Tommy. That's one brand that fits me really well. Yeah. It, and so I have like nice shirts for work and a couple sweaters and jeans and like nice work clothes that are Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, but it was it, they took that obnoxious huge logos off it, and yeah. um, I don't even know where do you get it. Where do you get Tommy panties? Uh, I go. There's a there's a Tommy Hilfiger store that I go. Oh, to. okay, okay. Uh, because yeah, the jeans fit incredible. Like I loved it. They They're, do. And, they, yeah. and you could have the you know the, back then you know in the night we had the the baggy we all had the baggy jeans you know and uh, and remember how you'd have like the your boxers and then <laughs> you know how kids wear their pants now like to their knees but you'd have like little you'd wear your pants normal but you have a little bit of your boxers sticking out of them uh-huh. and I had Tommy. Tommy boxers also so like yep so stupid oh man I I love I love that that those clothes 
But uh, yeah, I didn't know. I I have to get some more. I guess I don't have to wear dress clothes anymore, so I never buy this stuff. But um, yeah, I rock Tommy. I loved it. And it's now, um, I think Pepe Jeans is also a product of the Tommy Hilfiger Corporation, which I know a lot oh, of girls wear. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, they're still they're still coming. They're still strong. They, they I think they made about uh, 1.6 billion last year. I have written down here. So they they make a lot of money. So. Jeez. Yeah. Well, good, good. Well, what's what's your number one, Jim? My number one is a lot less classy. <laughs> well, that's class. But but you can't talk about the '90s clothing without bringing up this brand. Okay, here it comes. And I'm talking Jinkos. Damn it! <laughs> All right. That's right. Yeah. When we were, Did, can I just say something? When I was telling people we we're doing this episode, nine out of ten people said you got to talk about Jinko jeans, right? You have to. You have to talk about Jinkos. Did you own a pair of Jinkos? No, no, I didn't. I actually hated it. I hated them. I I, I oh, did man. not like them. I didn't like people wearing them. I mean, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I think I had two or three pairs of them. Um, I mean, it was. It's essentially '90s, and I don't think this fad will ever pick up again. This isn't going to be something that gets recycled from the '90s. This is pretty much dead. This is and dead. it should be. Yeah. Um, so Jinkos, J-N-C-O, I've, I've seen a couple things of what that stands for. Uh, according to the website, it stands for judge none, choose one. Sure. Okay. Uh, at another point in time, it stood for journey of the chosen ones. Um, in reality, I think it stands for jeans company and (laughs) then they tried to make it sound cooler. I think you're right. Yeah. That's gonna go ahead. And, that's gonna be what I'm gonna stick with. Um, it was started by two French brothers in Los Angeles, and it was it modeled after the Latino culture of East LA. That's where they got the idea for this. And the giant pockets—they didn't start out as big originally, but they were still big, and they were made to fit a can of spray paint. <laughs> and they were targeted <laughs> towards. The graffiti artists of right. L.A. That's what they branded it as. Wow. Um, so, and then in 1994, uh, the retailer that sold them went bankrupt. So they rebranded themselves as more of a suburban brand, which was when we started buying it. Right. So then they went to your Pac Suns and your Buckles and your Ron oh. John Surf Shop and really hammered home the uh, the suburban kid who wants to look really cool with his billabong shirt and his jinkos and his airwalks and his wallet chain and the wallet chain didn't go long enough because the pockets are so long that it just dangles in your back pocket and never actually hits the bottom of your pocket. Wow. Yeah, that would be up. Wow. And uh, so in 1997, 10% of Pacific Sunwear's business was from Jinko. That's only 20 years ago. You know that, right? That's insane that 10% of, of the whole business's income is from that brand. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. So and they had a lot the, of stuff there at PacSun. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, at PacSun, at that time, you're talking your Billabongs and your Quicksilvers and yeah. all those brands that were Stussy. I mean, that was like the headquarters for those awesome brands. Wow. Oh, man. 
so uh, the signature look of Jinko was obviously huge, huge baggy jeans, and they they advertise them for the diameter of the pant leg like they would the waist. So you would buy a 32-inch oh, pant leg. God. And I remember my friends standing in the pant leg because they wore a 32-inch waist. And you could stand in the pant leg of the pants. Oh, my God. So stupid. It's so stupid. It's stupid then. I know people had them, and I know you had them, and it's like I know that was cool, but it was to me it was stupid then. It's just stupid. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I did have them. I didn't have the enormous ones that big, but obviously I had the baggy ones that would cover up almost your whole shoe, right? right. Uh, your your whole airwalk. Right. Um, but then you know, besides like uh, Gadzeus and and Pac Sun. They started being sold at Kohl's and JCPenney and became really more mainstream. The The biggest one that they – how big do you think the biggest pant leg would be? The biggest diameter they ever came out with? Uh, 50, 50 inch. 50, you are correct, Oh, sir. really? 50. <laughs> I just and the biggest the waist that they offered was like a 46 if that puts oh it into perspective. God. They were yeah. so stupid. <laughs> the uh, – <laughs> So, the the logos on the back pockets always look different, and they were always inspired by like graffiti artists, right? Yeah. So, and then they they went on to do like cartoonish looks towards the end of the nineties. Um, they advertised with like a, a crown and like a graffiti J sometimes, but then they did um, like a woolly mammoth was a popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the ones with the kangaroos on gonna, it with the boxing gloves. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a boxing kangaroo or something. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, those ones, the kangaroos had a 34 inch diameter pant leg. Oh my God. What do you put in there? <laughs> yeah. What are you putting in there? Another what, person? What can't you put in there? But that's also the problem. And that's, that's why I think they went out of, uh, mainstream towards the end of the nineties. Cause now you're talking Columbine, right. you're talking schools really locking down more on stuff like that. Clear backpacks. Right. If you had a 32 inch pant leg, you're putting a shotgun in that right. pretty easily. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, it's really that time period that schools started outlawing those pants that shut it out. I think eventually they would have gone out anyway, let's be honest, but right. schools were outlawing them because of that. You, I mean, and it, and that just really makes sense. Well, look at the, look um, at the, look at now, with the skinny jeans, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, the total other end of the spectrum now versus Jinko's was like you had to put 18 people in there. Yes. Oh my god. Um, so I've I've been to Jinko's website. It's still a brand. Okay. All it's right. still out there. They have relaunched last year. They relaunched the clothing line. You can still get the pants with the kangaroos and t-shirts with the kangaroos, but they do 20 to 23 inch. Uh, diameter pant legs now so still pretty pretty baggy but yeah. not not the 34 to 50 inch that we were doing in high school but i do remember wearing those i remember wearing the wallet chain and that that clank of the wallet chain on the high school desk that all the kids uh, were at. uh i mean you can't you didn't go to high school in the 90s without jinko jeans that was essentially a 90s thing yeah a lot of people a lot of people had them a lot of people um you know when we were doing our sitcoms episode i went back and i was watching some some of those sitcoms obviously you know i mentioned uh wings and uh and there's an episode <laughs> i still remember this because we watch it every year because it's one of the christmas episodes and these two kids come from the teen center you know to, to go to this christmas party that they're putting on to help the teen center and they're both wearing the most obnoxious 
big-legged jinkos you've ever seen because I think the episode's from like 97 <laughs> you know and it was just like oh my gosh like and it's like that lives on forever on that show because that was like what everyone wore then that's what a teenager wore it's like yep. you watch I'm looking at it, I'm like oh my god and it looks so ridiculous like they can't even move they look like they're like they're moving I don't know what they're got under there it's just weird it's just weird how about uh, I mean, you grew up with snow. How about on a snow day or a rainy day when you'd wear a pair of Jinkos and like the bottom eight inches of your pants would just be yeah. soaked? Yep. And so they have that white, that white like salt mark. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh, horrible. That was so. Basically, it was basically you know the '90s version of bell bottoms, really. You know. Yeah. Although yeah. bell bottoms has come and gone a little bit, I think you know if they tried to bring things back, like they'll like you said it, they'll they're not bringing these things back ever. No, and they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. Oh man, I thought for I knew Jinkos would be on you. I thought you were gonna go Fubu for, for some reason. I thought you were gonna be a Fubu kid, and I'm like, no, I never no, wore Fubu. No, I hated that stuff too. But if you Fubu, had Echo, Rockaware, I didn't wear any of them. A lot of people who had the Echo and the Fubu also had the K-Swiss shoes. <laughs> so they're yes. all white, all white K-Swiss shoes, and they shopped at the buckle. Yes. Oh, I hated the buckle. Oh, I didn't. I didn't like the buckle, Jim. Did not like the buckle. So, oh man, this is fun. This is uh, well, it's funny though. You wear some of your stuff still. I mean, fossil watches. I'll st- I still like those. Fossil. Um, I still wear Tommy. Yeah. I I wear Chucks. Um, yeah. I do wear Billabong on mm-hmm. the weekends. Um, yeah, it's right. still uh, comfortable clothing to me. Well, you're 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 comfortable. Uh, I, I I had nothing. I was gonna go with something Ooh. there, and I had nothing. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> well, Jim, Jim, this has been fun. Uh, next week, we're going to, uh, like I said, we're going to have a guest from uh, not another millennial blog. Uh, Mary Grace Donaldson's going to be here talk a little bit about the article she uh, is writing with us, which is exciting. Excellent. And then we are going to, contrary to what happened today in Duluth, summer is coming. Um, <laughs> so we are going to do our summertime movies. Ooh, now these aren't good. summer blockbusters. These are not these are not movies that came out in the summer, such as uh, like a Transformers, you know, or like summer blockbusters. What you think of those? These are movies that are like summertime, like what you would think of to watch in the, you know, the li- that you'd like about summer. Is that am I making sense there? Yes. Okay. So Men in Black should not be on your list. This is what I'm saying. Why? Because we'll talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, where can where can everyone talk to us? And God, it, it, first of all, if you're still listening to us, God bless you. And if you still want to be a fan of ours, thanks again. But Jim, where can they find us? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, email on Gmail. Everything is Tom and Jim's top five. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we kicked around the idea, and by that I mean I texted Tom and said, "Hey, we should do this." I don't know if we ever will. If I did like an Instagram live of my end of the podcast and Tom did a Facebook live of his end of the podcast. So would you have to watch both at the same time? Because how are they going to hear – if you're watching Facebook with me, uh-huh. how are they going to hear you? We have to figure that out. Well, that's the thing. I don't think anybody's going to sit there for an hour and do this, but maybe well, to tune God, in for not. a couple minutes. No. <laughs> yeah. People don't listen to it in its entirety mm-hmm. either. <laughs> so – 
I just think it'd be cool to do just to see what happens. Yeah. Well, you know, if they can't hear you, what I can do for those people, I can do. I can play this. I want to see sweat coming out your pores, Jim. That is gross. See, if I was doing it right now, you'd just see me break down wearing my Gap hoodie. <laughs> your Calvin Klein's? <laughs> and my Calvin Klein boxers. Uh, I'm warming up to him, all right? I'm warming up to him. But Charlton Heston can still kiss my ass. I'm going to stick with that one. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Jim, this has been fun. Let's let's get the hell out of here. What do you think? I'm, I'm good. Let's, right. We're dead. All right. I'm going to call you back in five minutes. All right. I'm going to preheat the oven. Oh, meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs>